We Got the Geek is recorded before a live studio audience. Jay Stu, I'm super excited. I get to do my second podcast of uh, 2021, and uh, always exciting to have with me uh, my good friend of, I believe, 38 years now, Mr. Colin Bowden. How's it going, sir? It's going well. How is you doing? Not bad. I'm great to be doing another version of the of Tales from the Shed, the quarantine version. Yes. This is about the fourth or fifth one we've done, I think. I think it is. Yeah. Um, so I, I was telling you off the recording that I've been enjoying uh, seeing your your music collection uh, on uh, on Instagram lately. Oh yeah, yeah, I was pulling it out. I've got every medium going on now. I think. Did uh, you get Did you get the eight track player working again? Got the eight track player up here with. Oh yeah, there's a <laughs> button there. I switch it from program one two. Yeah, I got some good, good ones on there. I got some old Bowie on eight track. Oh wow. And then I've got the vinyl and then the CD and the tape and the hi-fi. And oh, wow. Well, I can listen to German radio if I want to, if I'm bored with all this good music. I'll just uh, listen to a foreign language. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Well, hopefully when this is all done, I'm, I'm hoping to come over and see it. Yes, I've, I've wired it all up so I have really, really good sound. I don't have a very good turntable right now, but I've got really good sound coming out of what I got. So that's cool. That's cool. Because you were saying it's it's pretty cool that you've been finding vinyl that you can't find on Spotify and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and what I miss most about anything is liner notes. Yeah, oh yeah. Because, like, I've learned, like, a whole bunch of stuff and, uh, you know, like, uh, well, as we were saying earlier um, about uh, Meatloaf, I was looking at some of my favorite album covers, right? And then I'm going through and I realized that uh, Bruce Springsteen's Roy Batan and Max Weinberg both played on, on that whole album. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I didn't really realize that because I never paid attention to the liner notes, but try to find liner notes now. You have to actually find the liner notes. Oh, yeah, you know what I hate about actually getting CDs now? You either get liner notes or you yeah. get the lyrics. You don't get both anymore. No, I know. Which sucks. No, it really does suck. And so... I don't know, I've learned a whole bunch of stuff. I was reading a Gordon Lightfoot album cover last night, right? And it was just, and I'm just reading some of the reviews at the time and everything, you know, because it was like 1965 and was in the Rich Man Spiritual, and I'm like, it sounds really good on vinyl, and I'm, I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, I'll say history, you can't pick that, that up anywhere else. I asked for Christmas, um, one of the gifts I asked for for Christmas, mm-hmm. it was, um, Statistic book, basically. It was a, a billboard book. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a picture of it. It was off Indigo. It was supposed to be stats from like 1963 to 1998 of uh, billboard chartings. Oh, yeah. And records, and I wanted it because that's totally how I make my playlists, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, But it was backward. Nobody could get it for me. And I started being like, nah, it's just not available. Like, I remember my brother-in-law, Curtis, um, he lived uh, a couple 
dollars down. He was a neighbor at one time to Jack Peets. Remember Jack Peets? Oh yeah. And Jack Peets wrote a book. Okay. Um, all on stats and basically AM, FM radio and hits of the time and you know the trivia and stuff that goes along with it, right? Yeah. And he gave Curtis a copy of it. Um, I was thinking I might actually try to find that because it's probably got a lot of stuff like I'm finding out some facts from um, I don't know what the demographic is for anybody that's tuning in here but we're probably around the same age um, I get kind of bored with some of the radio stations I've been listening to uh, Jewel 92.1 oh yeah oh yeah that's a good one you've listened to that yeah like I mean they just pull stuff out of a hat sometimes yeah a little a little too much Sarah McLaughlin from my life <laughs> yeah but other than that, like, uh, you get a random hit once in a while, and Roger Ashby, you get a little bit of history there and everything, because, I mean, I got my old, uh, those little paper things, I think I sent you pictures of them, didn't I? I don't think so. The old See How things, those lists that used to get to stay on the record. Oh, you still have them. some of those? I've got, um, oh, I'll send you a picture after. It's a great picture. I was going to send it to Roger Ashby, actually, because it's a great picture of him. With Dick Smythe. Oh, gee. And, like, these are in the early 70s. I got them from one of my buddies at work. And I'm going down the list. And they're, oh, look, Lobo with meeting you and a dog named Boo. And <laughs> so many driving in the car songs. So, yeah. I mean, I want lists of shit like that. I'm obsessed with music. And Yeah. All right. When do you think the first recorded sound was? Oh. Early 20th century? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, um, actually, I think it was um, 1760. Oh, wow. All right, was the first person, what he did was he ran um, like a, uh, what do you call it? Might call it a sandbox, okay? All right. Full of silk. And he had a stylus that was attached to a very, very light membrane, and it would pick up the, the stylus. The membrane would vibrate, and it would cause the stylus to vibrate through the side. So what it did was it created these grooves, okay? That, that was how they started to record stuff. So this guy had actually recorded, I think it was like on an acetate. This was like records, vinyls like polyvinyl chloride. That was like... Before it was like charcoal and compressed acetate shits, and there were like pressings that weren't really that great. But this guy used to take the pressings, but he destroyed them. He didn't think anybody would ever listen to the sound that came through it. Yeah. Um, because he thought they would just study the patterns and the set. So it came out later. Actually, one of the first recordings is Queen Victoria, 1888. Um, they did a, like, a recording of a voice, and uh, again, I, I think the record got destroyed, but there was some photographic images of it. So what they did was they took the pictures of the grooves, and they amplified it, and then they, if you go online, you can actually hear her voice, like Queen Victoria in 1888. Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. I follow uh, Steve Earle's company, uh, New West. That's, like, his... You know about his kid, eh, that died? No. Steve Earl's kid? Justin Towns Earl? I, no, I don't think I knew that. 
Oh, he died about um, six months ago. Oh, shit. It was like, uh, I think it was opioid related, to tell you the truth. But, um, yeah, he, um, so he was doing a little bit of a fundraiser, actually, trying, because he was, um, for his kid and, and wife. Because he kind of, like, I don't know, left him with nothing. But he was a recording artist in his own right. Yeah. And, uh, and Steve Rowe just released an album called JT, which was for Justin Towns. Towns after Towns Van Zandt. Right. Yeah, that was his son. So anyway, I'm, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching his record company and, and they, they have a little video there of them doing the pressings for, uh, for the album, watching the vinyl albums get pressed. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Cause like I've been looking into how that's done and that, that's neat. Well, that's pretty cool. I want some of these uh, old pressings, like some of the 78s I have to listen to. Oh, yeah, I saw your pictures on, on Instagram. Yeah, I love it, too. Did you see the picture where it says Capital, and then I'm right on that thing, it's like, Unbreakable. I'm like, Unbreakable? If I'm flocculent, I could bust these things. <laughs> They're so brittle, right? Yeah. Because of what they contained at the time. Like, they weren't vinyl. They were... They were like compressed charcoal, really. A lot of them, like, you could, they just shatter on impact. I remember my mom, my mom had a 78 of her and my dad's wedding song. And uh, it, I remember the day it broke. Uh -oh. And it shattered like a frickin' cookie that had been, like, I don't know, like, sitting out in the sun for, like, oh, honestly, it was like shards. It was like glass. Uh -huh. And I'm like, holy shit. And, um... Yeah, so I'm very careful with those. But the one-hand volumes one I got, like, that thing, like, I don't know, I'd probably sell somebody with it if I wield it like <laughs> a Frisbee. Because, I mean, this thing's like a freaking saw blade. Uh, and it's neat. And I still got a lot of your albums that I got from your dad. Oh, yeah, you were saying before. Well, you know, it's, it's really, really cool. Your dad did, like, some cool shit. Like, I got that soul album, um, so I was listening to Solomon Burke. I don't know if you know Solomon Burke, but Solomon Burke was, um, you know the song on Soulsville, Cry to Me? Yeah. Okay, that's Solomon Burke. Okay. And then uh, Wilson Pickett, and I listened to a lot of Barrett Strong. I'm following, oh, I got it, I don't know if I told you this, I got an acknowledgement from uh, Alexa Ray Joel. You did, I saw, I went and looked at it. And then uh, I got one from uh, off of Pete. Keith Richards, uh, um, one. Okay. There's one. <laughs> I sent some comment, and I can't. I, I want to send one to I forget who I wanted to send one to. But I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to send, uh, I'm going to send this cassette, uh, picture to, uh, Billy Bragg, I think. Yeah, dude, is he on there? Is he on Instagram? Well, I don't, I don't know, but I'll, I can easily... Yeah, I mean, I could, I could search it through a bit of the stuff, but it was the most amazing experience. And I don't know if I told you that story when I went digging downstairs. I was driving around. I was listening to Thomas was telling me that, like, he's away, right? So yeah. I mean, father and son, and and he's into the music. And I give him, um, I I send him a list of like five songs to check out. Yeah. And then I tell him, you better get back to me. And tell me what you think of them, right? Right. Because he loves he loves Billy Bragg, and actually, if you look at I think it's hilarious because if you look at pictures of Billy Bragg from 1986, it's Thomas. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 
money, right? And he looked really great, right? So, so we're talking about all this stuff, and he was going, well, I was listening to some of the BBC stuff, right? And I'm going, oh, that's the Peel Sessions, and, uh, you know, off of this record list and stuff. Well, last night going to bed, since I got the turntable going, I have one of my EPs that, um, uh, you've got one, you, I remember you got it at Peter Dunn's Vinyl Museum in Toronto. Do you remember when you bought the Billy Joel Interview Vinyl album? I still have that. I have like, I still own five whole records and that's one of them I still have. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But, okay, so obviously you remember. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> well I bought like a Billy Bragg one. Actually I think it was in my post. Um, of Not Sold. Um, it's got, uh, Basically, it's the greetings to the new brunette um, EP, and it's got a cover of him doing a Morrissey and Johnny Marr song on there. Mm. And then it, it's got some other stuff, but the B-side is an interview. So I go to bed, and I listen to the interview really loud on vinyl because I find his voice soothing. It reminds me of my dad. And so I'm listening and telling the story, right? <laughs> it's funny listening to the interview. Because you're sitting there going, well, you know, in the late 70s, we just got in a band and everything. And, you know, basically, he goes, you know, you get in a band because you just want to, like, meet a lot of girls and, and, and drink a lot. And he goes, that was good. That's all we really set out to do. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, but, the, you know, anyway, the band was called Riff Raff. And he says, dig that one out. So I was listening to this last night. And I go digging through this big box of tapes I got downstairs, which were coming off Lofgren, Jim. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't I find this deleted tape, remember, because they'd always punch a hole through the damn thing? Yeah. Of Riff Raff. Oh, wow. Which, which was a Billy Bragg band from, like, the late 70s, early 80s. So this doesn't even, like, I don't know, exist, really, but it's kind of cool and it plays well. fun finding those old tapes, especially when I pulled out that Don Johnson one to play you. It's still got breading on it. <laughs> oh, jeez. From the There's 80s. There's breading. There's breading on it. <laughs> wow, do I have shit. I found, like, I love reading the liner notes. I've got, you know what I'm sitting here looking at in my hi-fi system? I've got this hard-bound, beautiful, beautifully black bound book of every single song recorded by Johnny Cash Oh, that's cool. Got all the lyrics and everything on my cash unearthed, and I'm sitting here looking at this shit, reading it. It's funny. I'm looking at our programs. I'm like, oh, my Huey program. And I'm like, <laughs> how the hell much did he get paid to smear Budweiser all over that fucking program? Yeah. <laughs> it was everywhere. Yep. Yeah, that's how I paid for the purple leather coat I'm wearing. <laughs> 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 it's like shit you know and now with this pandemic and everything I'm more even more convinced that we have to do a social distance pressing of um, our role of it oh man not. we definitely should and take pictures and we will call it roll with it and we'll play the songs of the <laughs> life sucks roll with it that's right. In our shirts. A little don't you know what the night can do? <laughs> don't you? Michelob. <laughs> yeah. Stewie had Bud. And Michelob was Steve Winwood. Oh, God. You bastards. 
Was that so the, was that the album so with uh, Put On Your Dancing Shoes? Yeah. I'm convinced I had something to do with that, eh? Oh, yeah. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Because every day there's a new story. Well, it's not so much about that, but do you remember me sending you the pictures of um, uh, <laughs> what they sent me about how much Dylan I listened to? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm in the point zero 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 one percent of listeners or something? <laughs> like, what does that mean? There's another guy that listens to Dylan as much as you. Like, you may as well just say it. And then the next day, he sells all of his shit for, like, half a billion. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. But that's not all of his shit, anyway. He's not a stupid man. He's a genius on ten different levels. Visual artist, recording artist, like, anything you can imagine, he's, he's not stupid. No. But I think that he's probably done. You ever watch the movie Songwriter with Willie Nelson and Chris Christopherson? I think I watched it with you once. Okay, well, it's kind of like a scan thing. Like, he records, yeah, his catalog of 600 songs. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. I bet you recorded that in a year and a half. 600 oh, probably. Songs. It's Bob Dylan. So, this is the catalog of songs I'm going to give you. But if you remember the songwriter movie, he was getting screwed. Willie was getting screwed around by his contractor. So, he owned the recording studio that, that he recorded in. So, he had a stash of songs that he never shared with his manager, and he took all that, the cash with him and then burned the building down. Oh, so when the, burn, the building burned down, it was like, well, you lost all your songs, eh? But then guess who's writing a brand new stream of songs on the other end of town? <laughs> it's really great. It's like, it's like the John Fogarty Fantasy Records thing. Yeah. You have to pay every member of your band and family so much money. Okay. Blue Ridge Rangers, I got a whole band full of players that's me. Yeah, that's right. He played everything, right? Mm -hmm. But he's not stupid. Can't tell a story to save his life, but... Let's throw in a commercial. We'll play one of our uh, remaining two commercials on, on We Got the Geek, and we'll be right back with some more uh, music talk. And now, a word from our sponsors. Sketchbook Comics and Games is a store that has something awesome for everyone. In addition to selling comics, board games, and action figures, there are tables for open gaming. Wednesday nights, Sketchbook features game night starting at 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday, Sketchbook is the place to be for Magic the Gathering. The store is located at 224 Glenridge Avenue, Unit 9 in St. Catharines. Come on down for all your geek and comic book needs. Here's a song I wrote for another band. They broke up because the old ladies didn't get along. Perhaps to a thousand bands. Who wants to go to Mexico with any money? All right. Uh, we're back here talking music. Uh, myself and my, my buddy Colin. And uh, uh, two things I want to throw at you before we get back into the discussion. So every year at the end of the year, they'll tell me, like, uh, my top listen to podcast of that 12-month period. Um, so we didn't do a whole lot of, like, we, we did a bunch of shit like this over the phone last year. We didn't do any interviews or anything like that. Um, but my most listened to podcast last year, and it wasn't even from last year. Uh, it was uh, our Crash Test Dummies review when we were at that diner, like, talking about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
Um, it got a few hundred hits. Nice. Like, more so than the year when we recorded it. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, so, so there was that. And then when I posted the last show we did, I get a response from uh, our friend from high school, Paul Wilson. Oh, and, wow. Uh, he said it, uh, it does his heart well that you and I are still friends. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I take great comfort in us doing this. And you know what? Like, I don't know. I feel like I was preparing for a date tonight. I got candles going in the bedroom. <laughs> Aaron just wanted to chill and listen to a couple tunes and, and share it. And, I don't know. It's it's something that you shouldn't take for granted because, honestly, I love, love more than anything. Like, you and I talk in music. There's nobody else in life that I can talk to to this. That's to right. you about, like, there's there's stories I could, like, you know what I mean? They're, they're, I, we don't have to tell them because we know them. Like, it's so funny. I listen to my playlist, right, and I go through my Billy Joel list of shit, right, and, and uh, I think it's kind of weird that Alexa Ray Joel responds. So, so that's good. So I like that. <laughs> but I'm going through my list of songs that I got. Oh, first of all, you know what? I've got to just let out a little rant. For some reason on my playlist, I put Leave a Tender Moment Alone, right? Right. But there's something that annoys the shit out of me about that song. Oh, do tell. That, that, that line, she's undeniably real. What does he say that, like a hundred times or something? Yeah. I don't know. It resonates through my head. It was like when Bill Murray is, is he, I love you just the way you are. Hey, you know what song annoys me now? The lyrics, and it, it, it sucks because I, I, love, I love them so much. Uh, I'm on fire by Springsteen. Yeah. Like, what a creepy song. It is. Hey, it's, little it's girl, like, uh, is your daddy home? I, yeah, hey, right? Uh, Tom, Thomas and I were talking classic rock, and he goes, oh, good. He goes, it's every breath you take. He goes, song's not creepy at all. Yeah, the stalker song. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to I I go see a concert. So bad. Uh, shit, I used, shit I used to make fun of. I'd get my right nut to see <laughs> Me too. <laughs> It's uh, like, oh, I, don't know, I don't know if I, like, I remember just a couple of years ago, we're just like, well, we can always, like, go to our park and see Hall and Oates. It's not like it's going to sell out. Yeah. Ever. And we never went. And then we never went. It sold out, too. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I've been listening to, like, old Hall and Oates a lot. I was thinking of you. I was thinking of you. I, you know what? I will say this to you, Jay, and I'm not trying to say this in a weird way, but we don't say this enough. All right. Not a day goes by that I do not think of at least ten stories involving the both of us. Aww. Yeah, I... No, I honest to God. And, you know, I'm sitting here listening, and especially since I'm so obsessed with music, well, you got my Spotify account, right? Yeah. About 180,000 minutes, I think I listened. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, <clears throat> one of the ones is... Um, uh, I was listening to Hall and Oates last week, and I got to the uh, one of the songs you like to, The Emptiness Off of Beauty on a Factory. Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's nothing. Uh, remember the John Oates Han Solo? Yeah, and I remember we had, didn't we have yeah. Lifetime, where he did an even more exaggerated version of that? Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, well, I... I had to pass by. I've got a playlist called H2O that's just basically, it's Hall and Oates and 
like selections from everything from I've got from whole oats and war babies going all the way up to the seventies and and um yeah, I passed over um bigger than both of us just because I can't get past Daryl's hair on the cover. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It looks like a mixture of looks like they opened a crack then on uh, like an ELO album cover. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. Oh, hey, they but, got a they got a new album coming out this year apparently. Cool. First since uh first original album since 2003. Wow. I never bought the cover album they did after that, but I I didn't need to hear them sing I can dream about you, so No, I there's been some embarrassing stuff. They're not all gold, you know. I think Willie Nelson said it too. He goes cuz I've written a lot of songs that are shit, but I got to write them. Like, you got to get them out. They're oh. some, you know, some, you know, they're not all cool, right? But mm. anyway, no, hopefully they're they're inspired. Because, I mean, some of these guys during their peak times, I think back to some of our favorite guys, and I'm looking at them in their prime, and I'm, I'm trying to think, I don't know, I try to think what inspired them to, to do that, you know, like, I was going to try to contact Sean Hopper, too. Oh, yeah. Let him know he's my favorite member of the news. That'd be cool. Well, you know what? I follow a few of these people, and I'm I'm following uh, Rodney Crowell. And I've gone back and forth, uh, like, a couple things from his site, too. Like, I I don't know. I find that shit interesting. I could at least follow him. But another one is Paula Nelson. Okay. Uh, Willie Nelson's daughter, right? Oh, okay. She, uh, she's a character, uh, she and, uh, she's a regular on Willie's Roadhouse Radio, her and, uh, one of the main DJs, Dallas Wayne. Um, I listened while I had serious radio for a while, but, um, I started following some of her stuff, and some of it's pretty funny. Like, her posts are good, and, you know, you know what to turn people off. You look at some of their stuff and go, okay, here, you know whatever, but I like watching some of the artists, and Billy Joel posts a lot of shit with his new kids. Oh, and every and everyone who has a birthday. Everyone who has a birthday, yes, well, for, for Billy Joel and my, I don't know why I'm getting all these TikTok chicks dancing to fucking Zanzibar. <laughs> what, did you get that? No, I never got that. Oh, shit, it's coming up like... <laughs> uh, have you heard any of the, the new Barry Gibbs stuff? Yeah. Not, um, not a fan? No. I found it a little hurt to, like, um, and I'm not really sure. I don't follow New Country that much, so Jason Isbell and whatever his song was all right, I guess. Yeah. I like the Dolly Parton one that he did, Words with yeah, her. Yeah, that that's nice. the one I heard. Yeah, I like that. And uh, I haven't heard too, uh, too much more, but I did read and I heard, well, it's kind of sad, eh, because, like, Barry Gibbs doing his own thing, but he doesn't even watch any PG stuff, eh? I read that, yeah. They just had a documentary out, and he wouldn't watch it when it was done. No. He says it's too painful. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, that's sad, but I mean, wow, what a legend, man. Like, that yeah. he's still, still in the top five, I think, of songwriting groups of all time. Yeah. Um... If I can remember correctly, Roger and Hammerstein, mm-hmm. Jagger and Richard, mm-hmm. 
Lennon McCartney. Yeah. Um, the, the Bee Gees. Yeah. And who was the oh shit? Trying to remember the other one. The last time I heard Stephen Sutton, no. Would have been George Gershwin. Yeah. I've been listening to George Gershwin lately, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was thought of Billy Joel playing that before. Yeah, like right before that's, that's one of the things I wanted to say. I was looking for a cassette because I really hate it. When I'm going through my, uh, I already, I, I, Remember I stopped when I was telling you we got to be, and then I went down to Billy Joel, and I was playing all my songs. Yeah. You know, we be ragging all the cheesy shit that I play, but then I get <laughs> to, um, I get to pressure. Yeah. And I still have the bootleg that we have from uh, Hamilton. Oh, really? Yes. We were very cool. No, we weren't. Not at all. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, anyway, so I've got that down there, and I've got a Billy Bragg, uh, one that your sister recorded at Ontario Place. Yeah, I, I lost all my cassettes in one of the moves. I, I had that Billy Joel one, and I had recorded uh, Frozen Ghost, where we saw them at Niagara College. Oh, yeah. With Linda Blanchard. Yeah. We're going to uh, take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with uh, some more music talk. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more We Got the Geek still to come. You're listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find us at poipodcast.com. For the love of pod. It's uh, Jay Stu and Colin talking music, um, enjoying some Nils Lofgren in the commercial break. I would have brought up my cutting crew broadcast tape. Oh, geez. Do you still have Michael Breen? Yes. Cool. I, I kind of wish I still had my cassettes. I, I just have my cassette singles still. I, I threw a lot of them out thinking that it would never be worth anything, but it's funny. I was talking to a guy at work this week who said... Um, there's a company that's still, there's one company, I think, in, I don't know, in wherever, that still <laughs> makes cassettes. So, like, oh, if wow. you got a band, a lot of guys actually want cassettes made, like, tape copies, right? Like, right. for the retro aspect of it? Yeah. So, that's kind of cool. But I've noticed things that my tapes are still playing pretty good. Well, that's good. Um, I got a lot, like... I remember the wares of the tape, too. It's like the vinyl I listen to. Yeah. You know, like, I remember the little scratches on the records and, you know, like, little ruts and little skips where it always pissed me off because, you know, it's like when we made those tapes, you know, like when we used to tape shit off Rock 102 and Q107 yeah. and 103PHD because they'd play, like, Rosalita on the weekends and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, and so, you know, I make these little tapes, and then still, like, 40 years later, whenever I hear the song, I'm still waiting to hear, like, I don't know, a Tommy Van Scoy commercial afterwards or something, or whatever was on the tape. Or the Diamond Store. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Tommy Van Scoy behind, behind burgers on Claire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Have um, you listened to the Dirty Knobs at all? I keep meaning to. 
I heard it's pretty good. Is is it? Well, you know, at first it, it annoyed me, but I kept it in my playlist, and then I listened to it after, and great guitar, because it's Mike Campbell, right? Yeah. But it, it comes off sounding like, when you first listen to it, it'll come off sounding like a bad Patty impersonation. Right. But, I mean, they were together so long. How could that... The guy never sang. Oh, like, he sang one song. Um, well... I can't remember the name of it. It was off of uh, Echo? I, okay. I Don't Want to Fight, that one? Okay. I don't know at all. It, it of out. course not, because it was Mike Campbell singing. Well, the thing is, though, yeah, I remember saying a thing where he said he thought he found his voice with the band because he was doing this a different way. But if he comes out, he's like... How can you not be influenced? Those guys were together forever, and this guy's oh, not a singer. Huh? Of course. So, you know what? I'm going to take it for what it is. It's, he's not trying to be that. He's great on his own. And I'm listening to it, and now oh, the songs are, in, are are enduring on me. And I realize, like, he's he's awesome. Like, he normally plays a 1959 uh, Les Paul Sunburst guitar. I'm just glad I found my Don Johnson tape. Now I've got to figure out a way to do something with that, because I'm going to have to record it. I gotta, I'll record it on my cell phone. What do, how do I do that? How, how would you do that? I have you no have idea. Copies? What's that? I have no idea how you would do that. Huh. I'm thinking I could play it into my phone on a voice recorder. Yeah, maybe. Transfer it onto a yeah. I mean, you can still listen to What If It Takes All Night on, on Spotify. <laughs> no, but you know what? Believe it or not, one of the first songs I tried that with was for the first and very last by The Box. Okay. Because it was off of... Um, oh, because it never made it onto a CD. Correct. Because there was like a, a vinyl. Remember, this is when you and I went into her lamp at midnight situation. Yeah. Oh, what was the crowded house one you were talking about recently? Oh, hold on, I got it right here. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, wait. Oh, oh, the crowded house can't carry on. Yeah, can't carry on's a song on the first album that's not on the tape. That's right. Just yeah. like just like lamp at midnight. Just like lamp at midnight, those bastards. And Mitchell Froom actually played some shit around on that album. Oh man! So speaking of crowded house, um, I was watching all the stuff they did at Christmas time. Like they did a yeah. bunch of like you know quarantine live videos. This porn, this this COVID needs to be over because I definitely want to go see those guys live if they ever come around. So do I. Because they sound good, like the new configuration. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. 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 Why not? And Nick Seymour. And Nick Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully Mitchell Froom. Yeah, I Oh, you know you know what album I looked up, by the way, and it was kind of funny because <laughs> as soon as I was talking about going to see Jeff Lynn and you gave me that Brian Adams album that he produced, right? And as soon yeah. as you start listening to it, you just start laughing, right? Because yeah. you can hear Jeff Lynn. Oh yeah. That was me listening to Del Shannon's album. I decided to listen to that because Jeff Lynn produced that. Right. Before he and, yeah, it sounds like a Wilbury song at the beginning. Yeah. And the rest of the album, he really didn't warrant that much respect. I'm sorry. No, you're right, though. Half that Brian Adams album sounds like ELO, and the other half yeah. sounds like the Traveling Wilburys. 
Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, so. Like, maybe he should have produced his next album, because Brian Adams' last album was terrible. Well, uh, like I said, they're not all cool. You know, I'm going to hand you another compliment, Jay. And, because I think about this stuff a lot. All right. You're a very loyal man and a loyal friend. Definitely. Thank no, you. No, but I mean, I mean you, don't, you don't talk shit about people you like and respect. I, I tend to sometimes, because some things are just funny, but... No, I've admired that about you. Like, regular people or, like, bands? No. What's that? Regular, like, friends or, like, musicians? You know what? I've always said this is going to sound like... This totally sounds like, uh, fucking Jack London from My Full American. I've always said our feet are our children. And we have to feed them and nourish them. No, but I've always... I've always said that um, every relationship that you're in in your life is a band. That's how I look at it. Okay. I'm like, okay, like, you and I, we formed the Hall and Oats duo or whatever at the beginning of high school, right? Yeah. And then it expanded a little bit with a couple other members, let's just say. Um, Doug might have tried to get in there. Tim yeah. was one of your friends. Um, John, too. And, yeah. and we were all trying it out in Ebert, and we're all getting in there. And there were certain albums that we made together mm. as friends that were cool, and there were some shit that just didn't work. Yeah. And, and bands break up, and they reconfigure eight. Like, I put it totally in that term, right? I'm just like, and I will always say that my best material has been with you. Oh, thanks, man. I like that. I like that that analogy. It's pretty good. But it's true. Like, and you're the only one. Like, there's so much history there. Like, fuck. Like, you know, you know. Yeah, no. I, I listen to a lot of Badfinger. I listen to um, who I'm really, really into is fucking Ron Wood, man. I'm listening to the Faces album a lot. Oh, right. Okay. Early ones, and there's just some smoke and ass guitar in there, and and I'm loving it. And I love Ron Stewart's vocal. That's about all he really did that really appeals to me. He always tried to be a little too sexy and more than he was. And yeah. He's got, I, he's got such a unique and yeah. great voice. The only person I ever heard come near a Rod Stewart-type voice was the guy that did that fucking Star Trek song for that uh, that TV show. Was it Enterprise? No. Oh, yeah. The Enterprise was the only one that had a singing theme song. You know the one I mean, right? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, oh, shit. Oh, shit, I can hear it in my head. Uh, I tried yeah. to get into that show because of Scott Bakula. But, yeah, I know the theme song. Yeah, anyway, but, I mean, him and Fogarty, those are hard voices to do. Yeah. And um, I was, but, but, honestly, Rod Stewart is so fucking raw. Like, honestly, it falls to the wall. I, I want to turn it up and shatter the windows in the house. Good rock and all that. Anyway. No, I, I, I hear what you're saying about him, because he got a little too, I don't know, poppy in his later career? Rob Stewart? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've heard that he kind of graduated into the age class that he was, you know, he always tried to, too hard to be sexy, like all of his shit, like... Oh, once in the 70s, in the late 70s, yeah. Oh, uh, the mid-70s, right? In yeah. the late 70s, he was doing more of the, well, like, let's talk about when he slept with Margaret Trudeau. 
That's right. Yeah, I, I remember and that. Wrote, and he wrote Maggie Hay. Yeah. And then, do you want my body? Do you think I'm sexy? You know, hot blooded. Yeah. You know, like, all, all the shit. He just he just wanted to be more than he was. Like, come on. No, I, I hear you. But they were a good fucking band, though. The Faces, man. Holy yeah. shit. No, I, I hear you there. No, anyway, I, I appreciate I the compliment, too, by the way, from before. What's that? I appreciate the compliment from earlier. No, it's true. From the bottom of my heart, man, honestly. Like, oh, I thanks, man. Every, I think about that every day. I'm just like, what What are yours? And I'm like, there's so little that I have left in my life. And you and I will just always have the shit that we share like that. And that's special. No, I hear you. I, I thank you. Well, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you into this music thing. And when I found out we could get press passes at the concerts, I figured, like, you'd appreciate that kind of stuff. You know what? Like, when we started doing that, that was the beginning of something that ended too soon. But Well, I mean, maybe someday again, you know. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not being that way. But I started realizing after I read that Pete Lowe liner note thing last week, that would have been pretty cool to go to the Max Weinberg show we could have got to today. Yeah. Because, I mean, we probably would have learned more. I've started thinking I should start Googling more what session work he might have done. Well, dude, that that's, I don't know if you knew, like, the basis of those concerts Max was doing. Like, it sounded like a cool idea. Like, uh, I guess they know about, like, 200 songs, and at the beginning of the show, they were passing around, like, forms to everybody in the audience, and whatever songs got the most votes, he would play at that show. Oh, that's cool. I didn't and, like, know that. some of them were Bruce songs, but, yeah. like, they were doing, like, the Beatles and, like, like all kinds of old rock songs. Yeah, that's cool. Um... Yeah, I mean, th- those were, like, the few times we got to do that. Like, I wish I would have known earlier that I could have got press passes to concerts. Like, that was yeah. just a joke when I started that. Oh, and I, I remember when we went to see Crash Test Dummies and we saw the Chief Trick poster, like, yeah, we should try to do that, too. Um, uh, I just prayed that, that we could do that again. Yeah, I, hopefully. Like, I, I think we're at least a year away, unfortunately. Yeah, so do I. I mean, the vaccine's out there now, but, like, there's, it's going to be a while, a while before it's to everybody. Well, you know what? I've, I've, been, uh, I've been trying to change some of my habits and stuff. So I, what I did was I, I ordered the St. Catherine's standard. Right. Now I feel like an old man, right, because <laughs> I read the newspaper. Right. But at work, when I get to pull over for a few minutes, it's not long enough to actually read a book or do anything. So... I like to have the paper, and I've been reading a lot more about it. It's, it's, it's shit. Like, oh, it's sucks. Canada's taken it in the ass for vaccines. Like, we're bottom of the fucking list. Oh, yeah. Like, th- there's some sort of plan where we're probably not going to get it for seven to eight months. Um, I, I told you a little bit about this story. So, on, on Facebook, I'm on this uh, Canadian rock and roll group. And some of the guys we used to listen to are on there. Like so, Wolf Hassel is is a guy on the on there, and one okay. day some guy came out and and I forget what the guy's post was like. Arnold Lanny is related to some guy from TMZ, like one of those gossip channels. Mm-hmm. 
and people were talking about it and commenting on it, and people were going, well, that's not true. And then all of a sudden, Wolf Hassel posts, yeah, that's not true. And he goes, well, Wolf Hassel, maybe you should do research. And Wolf Hassel goes, I've worked with the guy from 79 to 93. I think I have my research. So I wrote back, and I said, Wolf Hassel, like, thanks for the laugh, man. I, I really enjoyed that today, and I'm a big fan from way back. Thanks for all the great memories and great concerts. And he said some nice words. So I uh, I sent him uh, two pictures. Uh, there was one picture I took at Niagara College of, of him and Arnold on stage. Yeah. And then there was a pic- the, the picture of you and me with Arnold Lanny. Oh, I had yeah. my, my perm mullet and yeah. my red coat. And uh, you had your Frozen <laughs> Ghost t-shirt on. Yeah, and, and Lanny looked in. like he's stunned. Tucked in? No, I didn't. I tucked in that shirt, Jay. <laughs> it's tucked in with a belt. We we never had a <laughs> we never had a picture with Wolf. Like we took a picture of Phil X at one time too. No, but we had a beer with him anyway. That's right, yeah. And he looked like Bought my him dad. A beer. Huh? And he looked like my dad. And he, he, he did. I said that since the beginning. It's so, like yeah, I'm thinking like I really since he's on Facebook, I really want to maybe when COVID's over and you and I can get together on the same phone, uh, uh-huh. we request an interview with him just for the hell of it. Yeah, let's do it. Like, we're, you know, like I, I don't know what he's done since. I don't even know if he's in the music business anymore. No, so, let's check it out. That'd be cool, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, that's another band I wish was still around. It's, yeah. But he's, Lanny's a producer now, and, you know. Because yeah. those were fun concerts. They were. We must have seen them about ten times, right? I believe so. What else can we talk about? What are you watching? Have you uh, been watching any old shows lately? Actually, uh, I don't know what you want to ask, but I've even talked to a couple guys at work. We've switched over. I don't know. Okay, Jay, I'm watching Golden Girls again. Okay. I love that show. I don't judge, sir. Oh, it's great. McLean Stevenson was on last week. Didn't I send you a picture? You did, actually. Yeah, and you it did. Was, uh, yesterday was um, was the um, Lyle Wagner and Sonny Bono episode. Oh, jeez. Well, no, I, I, I really, really love the, the writing on that show. It's oh, so cool. funny. I just started rewatching uh, not only Miami Vice... Um, and you can tell how dated that show is now, um, but also Coach. Nice. Uh, Miami Vice, like, do you think it was normal that in the 80s at a dance club they were playing Tush by ZZ Top? I guess it had to be. I guess. I guess. And and then there was the episode where Ed O'Neill was like the crooked cop who went to the dark side and actually became a drug dealer. I don't know. I'm thinking the Phil Collins episode is my favorite. I haven't made it there yet. I think it's season uh, one though, and then the Glenn Fry episode too. My uh, the one that sticks out in my mind the most is still the guy that was buried in the wall and his brothers and arms. Oh, that's a good one actually. Yeah. The guy that buried him was uh, uh, Jack Dalton from MacGyver. Yeah. Oh man, I think that's not for a while though. I have to I have to get through these El Puerco episodes first. 
James almost. I, I think I messaged you the other day. Like, you can tell it's totally an 80s show when Philip Michael Thomas is sitting there lip-syncing the Rockwell's uh, Somebody's Watching Me. Yeah. It was pretty funny. You know what show we own a few seasons of that no, you never really cared for it was Simon and Simon? I never watched it. I think, Sarah, did you like Simon and Simon? Mm. She just kind of motioned, eh. No? Okay, well... It was a pretty good show, but the one episode with, uh, they were private investigators and they were brothers, mm-hmm. and um, Gerald McBrady and James Parker did the, um, there was a comic book murder right. on the one episode where the one guy who was, he was trying to compete for, like, the story on the comic book or whatever, he killed the other guy, so... It became like a comic book murder episode where it was just like the villain in the book, the guy who actually killed him and all this shit, right? Right. But the reason why it was a really cool episode, and I love the show anyway, was for just a split second, I haven't seen him anywhere else, the guy doing the voiceovers in the recording studio in the comic book place was Frank Walker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I've never seen him do anything else. I've tried to look stuff up, right? Because... Of the wide variety of voices that does for Scooby Doo and stuff, right? Yeah. And never seen him, but for a second on that episode, it said, uh, at the end of the episode, it said, special appearance by Frank Walter. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because he does Shaggy, or sorry, he does uh, Freddy, Scooby Doo, and who else? Well, I know. I'd, um, love, I'd love to look at him and just hear his voice sound like Fred. That would be the best. Well, you know what? Because like, I'm a nerd and I remember Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, he What's also that? did the voice of Iceman on Spider Man and his amazing friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I started remembering. You know, what I, you know what really wasn't very memorable for me as a childhood? What's that? In childhood was. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of the cartoons that we used to watch and everything. And. I pretty much dismissed most of anything that was Hanna-Barbera. Oh, yeah? Well, no, but how many shows? Remember there was, like, Jabberjaw? Jabberjaw and uh, Dino-Mutt? Dino-Mutt. I think, um, what was Hong Kong Fooey? That was that was the show. That was Hanna-Barbera. That right? was Hanna-Barbera, yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking of Flintstones. And uh, Wait Till Your Father Gets Home? Yes. But I actually did like those shows. I, I, used to, I had a Hong Kong Fooey lunchbox. Man. Oh, yeah. That was the shit. Because his voice was scat man The cat did everything. The cat did everything. Yeah. Oh, you know what I found when I was going through and I pulled out this Nell's Lofgren gem was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on tape. Why did you have that? <laughs> on cassette tape. Yeah, why did you have so, that? No, no, no. It's bad enough. There was a movie, I know, but there was a soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you have the soundtrack? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was Linda's. Maybe. Well, I wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> well, I was going to say. Uh, wow. I can't believe you had that. I know. I can send you a picture. I believe you. I mean, you were sending me pictures of Warrant this week. Well, I saw that one. I saw, I've got a great um, D. Snyder one, but I actually I put that in the vault, you know, because I thought maybe you're having a bad week, I, you know, and then 
once I send that along, everything's better, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it brings me back to a time where Dennis was playing Warren and Poison at KFC all the time. <laughs> she is my cherry pie. Yeah. I hate Warren. Yeah, I know way too many Warren songs. I don't know. Never really got into that. No. No, or Winger. starts out my playlist, but when you get to the end, if you go all the way down, the, if I get to T, I got Till Tuesday songs on there. There's a couple on there that I didn't realize that I remembered that I liked. But she had a great voice. Oh, I, I probably still her. does. Probably were. And I liked her collaboration with Michael, like her husband, Michael Penn, for yeah. the Across the Universe soundtrack. Yeah, two of us? Two of us. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I like that one. And a really good song by her solo is called Charmer. I think I know that one. That one's cool. Yeah, she um, was great. I, like that, I, I will, uh, if Voices Carry comes on, I will stop and listen to it, because that's still a great song. Yeah, there's another one. I just can't remember the, the name of it. Um, yeah, I'll probably text it to you at some point, but it, it's a really good one, too, but... Oh, uh, what else is uh, from the, um, you know who else I was listening to? I don't know if you like classic rock, but uh, I know you like classic rock. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's kind of like that. I don't know if you like classic rock. Um, I like talking to people at work now more about, uh, the only thing I really like to talk about is music, so I've just decided I'm just going to start asking people what their favorite albums are and stuff, right? Because yeah. it makes me listen to it and makes me get into shit, right? And, That's um, cool. Yeah, and one of the guys was uh, telling me at work, uh, you know, you hear about people's shows that they see and stuff, and it's just the really, really cool stories. But um, oh, what was one they said? Oh, yeah, he went to see at the Meridian Center, Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. Do you know Lighthouse? I think so, and I think I have a story. What's their big hit? Uh, one of their big hits is uh, uh, Sunny Days. Sunny days. Here's my. Uh, tell me your story, and I'll tell you my quick story after. Well, I, I don't really have a story for them necessarily, except that they're a really good band, and they've got a few songs that I remember from that time. So he told me some at the Meridian Center. He said they they played note for note perfectly. So I started listening to them, and it's an, it's a nice uh, it's a nice combo actually. Listening to a few of those two. That's that's a good, what we would call driving in the car uh, band. Yeah, for sure, the 70s, for sure, back right? with their families. Yeah. Uh, so I went and, they're, they're, I don't know if they'll ever do it again, but there used to be a free festival in Hamilton called the Sound of Music Festival. And I saw Barney there one year. I saw Shea there one year. Uh, yeah. One year we drove out there to see Sass Jordan. And uh, as we were leaving, there's like, it's cool setup. There's three <clears throat> stages on the grounds. Right. And as we were leaving the show, I realized Lighthouse was on another stage because I heard Sunny Days as I was walking out of the park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's my story. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. And, Sorry, and you know, to this day, because of the driving in the car stuff as a kid, when that song comes on Giant FM, I, I kind of dig hearing it. No, it's uh, it's got the best. You know, it's, it's, got a, it's got a great feel for it. It's, 
Anyway, I'm sorry, you go on. I'm, I'm oh, uh, by interesting aside, you can tell how old I am because I now use the word dig a lot. So uh, you, you want to know what's, uh, I, I've just pirated my own um, saying, actually, and you can, you can use it if you want. Sure. I listen to a lot of records now. Yeah. So now, whenever I see anybody, I just say, hey, what's Bennett? Nice. Uh, maybe you're like this, like I am, but even though CDs and shit like that are out now, do you still refer to them as albums? So do I. I yeah, there you go. Totally. Oh, okay, so i got to bring this up. We were talking about the end of the year Spotify thing, and yours was yours was a little off because it was it was kind of judging you by, like, the alphabetical playlist you make. Okay. So I'm going to give you my top five songs that I listened to during the year. See if you can see a pattern, okay? Okay. And mine was accurate, because I, I know for like six months, this is the only album I listen to every day. All right, so my, my number one song of the year, most listens to, was uh, Her Love Is Killing Me by Huey Lewis. Okay. Uh, number two was While We're Young by Huey Lewis. Okay. Uh, number three was Remind Me Again, Remind Me Why I Love You Again by Huey Lewis. Uh, number four was Pretty Girls Everywhere. And then number five was uh, I Am There For You by Huey Lewis. Nice. Uh, so, because I listened to Weather constantly for the first six months of last year. And I think, I can't remember what seven was, but I know eight was the country song off that album. So, my of my top ten, seven of the songs were from Weather. So, the last song would have been the one that he wrote for Willie Nelson? Uh, yeah, yeah. Number eight was, number uh, number seven was the Willie Nelson one, yeah. You know, I think, you know, on, on my list, actually, uh, Pretty Girls Everywhere is on the list. Nice. Like, that song, for me, symbolizes what Huey Lewis in the news is. They're vocal, and they're soulful, and they're groovy. And I found when we got into Small World and everything like that, as much as I liked the jazz and the big band, kind of overtook for what they were doing. Oh, Definitely. You know, and I, I still love listening to the Garage Band. This is the first album. I still Soulsville just because he was got such a beautiful, soulful voice. And just when their their whole vocal collaborations together, that's that's the best part of the band. You know, I'm going to admit this to you. It made my heart happy when you finally listened to Plan B last year. You know what? Um, I think two of my favorite songs are, uh, first of all, I like their Nick Lowe cover. Yeah, that's a good one. When I write the book. Yep, yep. Um, but I also, the song I listen to almost every day is um, is uh, Too Little Kindness. Yeah, that's a great one. That's I love that song. They're, uh, I guess in February, they're going to finally put out Plan B and Soulsville on vinyl. Really? Yeah, they're, they got a pretty good deal with their album, uh, their new album, uh, their new record company. Because, I, I, obviously, they're not going to be doing another album because of Huey's hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got the rights to, like, a lot of their back catalog. Okay. And Soulsville and Plan B never came out on vinyl, so they're releasing them both next month. Nice. Yeah. Next month? In February, yeah. I can't remember the date. Mid-February, maybe? Yeah, because I, I know you're a giant Soulsville fan. I want, yeah, before they take it off Spotify, you guys. Like, well, they don't want you. Like, 
that on, on Spotify there's only one Huey album missing and that's uh, uh, Four Chords and Several Years Ago. Yeah, you want to know my favorite song is By the Way on Sports I think. What's that? Finally Found a Home. That's a great song. Yeah, I think it's because I haven't had it beat the shit out of me. I love yeah. the song and I love the groove and it's it's uh, I don't know. It's, it's I love Huey but I'd probably rather hear anything else other than sports at this point. Yeah, well, it's like listening to Jesse's Girl by Rick <laughs> Yeah. Like, he had better songs. So many better. Oh, like the whole Living in Oz album. The whole Living in Oz album. And I think one of the ones on my playlist that I listen to, one of my go-to songs is Bowl of My Heart. That's a great one. Like, that's just got a beautiful kick to it. He's got that really, really good song actually off of, um, Dude, I'll tell you this, and you know this, um, you gotta go all the way to 2003 for my favorite album, uh, Shock, Denial, Acceptance, and, and yeah. that one. No, I know. Me too. I want that one. I've got it. Somewhere I yeah, I've it got up, the but... CD, but, I mean, it's one of the few not on Spotify. Indeed. Indeed. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I just miss social shit, I think. Yeah, Yeah, because, I mean, you and I got on this thing a couple years ago where we tried to see each other once a month. But then because of last year, we only... Yeah, we saw each other twice last year. Like, all, all in the space of a month, I think. I wore mine yesterday, so. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Nice. I'm I'm gonna do the Winwood thing. I'm gonna find a T-shirt in size fat. And, no, uh, we have to find two size fat. Let me let me buy the five size fat T-shirts, but then it's gonna be have to. We'll drop it off and have to do it separately with social races. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to take photos or video or whatever we can and like post yeah. them. Oh, I'll do it. I'll, by the way, stomachs. you follow Winwood on Instagram, right? No. You should, because here's the thing. Here's what okay. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding about his photos. You either get the 60s photos where he has the massive long hair when he's in traffic, or you get new Steve Winwood wearing the golf hat and old man sweaters playing the piano. Uh, like no bargaining in between? No, nothing from the 80s or 90s. Or, you know. Okay. So he's gone the same way of Colin A looking like he's on a fox on, on every album? Oh, yeah. Oh, Steve Winwood playing in Oregon playing Christmas songs. <laughs> That's enjoyable. Ah, uh, jeez. Can we see some pictures from the 80s when you were big? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know what to say. Now, follow him on Instagram, because every other day it's like, here's another traffic picture, and now here's a picture of me with an old man hat. As soon as I get off the phone with you, you know I'm going to follow up. Oh, I know, sir. You know, it'll happen. Know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go eat some noodles. All right, All right let's do a wrap-up. 
yes. And then we'll we talk every day on the phone or on on uh, uh, messaging. Yeah, I prefer so, the texting thing because it doesn't rely on anybody paying attention. We just catch up with again. So. Dude, I hate my job, so I hate being on the phone except for rare occasions. So. <laughs> All right, well, hey, man, I, I want to thank you for uh, for recording with me tonight. It's always awesome to talk to you, obviously, like after all these years. Thanks thanks for talking to us tonight, man. I appreciate it. And me, too. I've had a great time. I love you, brother. Love you, too, sir. Uh, we'll talk soon, and uh, have a great night. Go have your noodles, sir. I will. All right, thanks, man. All right, See you later. Care, brother. All right, okay, bye. bye. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.